Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again. And, and this is a grand day, folks. I, I made my son-in-law Drew smile. That's a rare accomplishment. Uh, uh, he's been in the family now for, well, I'm going to call it eight years. I'll give them the year, year of their engagement as well. And uh, I can probably count on this hand how many times he smiled. So I'm, I'm feeling really good about myself here uh, this, this morning as we get into our read through the Bible in a year devotion from the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 5 and chapter 6. And our emphasis will come in the notorious section of Hebrews, uh, chapter 6, verses 1 through 12. In chapter 5, the writer of Hebrews is going to introduce us uh, to the theme of Jesus being the ultimate and superior high priest, and he, he will develop for us a, a little bit later into, into chapter 7, uh, that Jesus is of a superior order, an order he identifies as that of Mechizeldek, uh, the, the um, strange figure. Uh, that appears uh, there in uh, the, the Old Testament, uh, there in interaction with Father uh, Abraham. And so um, he is of this order, and he is a, an eternal priest, unlike the priest appointed from among men. And then as uh, chapter 5 closes and moves towards uh, chapter uh, 6, we see uh, this warning that I alluded to among a number of warnings found in the book of Hebrews uh, related to perseverance or not falling away. And as I've often said, if I were going to be an Arminian, which would uh, include uh, the most Methodist or Wesleyan uh, groups, a large segment of the charismatic Pentecostal uh, movement, uh, they would teach that you can be saved and lose that salvation. And certainly, uh, by way of observation, we see people that uh, once had an interest in Christ, or seem to, and yet uh, as time passes, they lose that interest. And so it's certainly a phenomenon, and while we can't judge the hearts of men, uh, or women, or boys and girls, uh, we, we believe that the weight of the evidence uh, would uh, suggest the, the rightly divided testimony of the Word of God is those that uh, lose interest, that, that, that fail to persevere, uh, should they not repent, uh, uh, the weight of the evidence is that they never really came to know. Uh, the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. And so uh, this is the way the writer of Hebrews uh, addresses that particular subject. Therefore, uh, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, and of instruction about washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For it is impossible, uh, in the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, and have shared in the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance, since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm, holding Him up to contempt. For land that has drunk the rain that often falls on it and uh, produces a crop useful to those uh, for whose sake it is cultivated uh, receives a blessing from God. But it bears thorns and thistles. It is worthless and is near to being cursed, and, and, and its end is to be burned. 
Though we speak in this way, yet in your case, beloved, we feel sure of better things, things that belong to salvation. For God is not unjust, so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints as you still do. And we desire each one of you show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So, the writer wants uh, those that he is addressing, again, historically, uh, probably Hebrew uh, believers, but I believe this is a, a pertinent warning uh, throughout the course of church history to those uh, who identify themselves uh, with the church, with the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's saying to them, let's, let's move forward uh, past uh, the, the practices and the limitations associated uh, with uh, the Older Covenant. Uh, the Older Covenant certainly laid a foundation, uh, namely of the law. Uh, that provokes repentance, that is the law uh, that forces us to acknowledge and confess our guilt before uh, holy God, and then we are prepared to come in faith, in faith and receive the gift of salvation uh, through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in verse 4, these, these again, very controversial and very difficult words uh, that uh, the writer says it's impossible uh, for, uh, in the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit and have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the ages to come and then have fallen away to restore them again uh, to repentance. Uh, and so uh, he is referring to those, again, that have once entered into the realm of the church, once acknowledged at least some type of understanding and, and faith uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, they, they've at some level embraced uh, the truth of the gospel, they've been enlightened, they've experienced something of the power of the gospel and the witness of the church, and even, uh, again, to some certain degree have experienced something of uh, the power of the gospel. Yet if they fall away, well, the question becomes, how do, they, how do you restore them? How do, they, how, how do you bring them back? And again, there, there's a great deal of debate as to, uh, is he talking about a hypothetical situation? Is it possible for the truly enlightened to, to fall away? Is he uh, speaking of the fact that those who have been saved, who lose that salvation, uh, can't ever be saved again. And I know of no Armenian group that actually uh, teaches that. But he, he is speaking of uh, this reality is once uh, one has uh, betrayed uh, the reality of their confession, uh, the denied the power of the uh, Lord Jesus Christ, the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ as a practical matter, uh, what else is there? to bring them to salvation once they've heard that and in, in a real sense rejected it or denied it. Uh, so uh, we can say that they are in great, great danger. And I would say to those that um, maybe this pricks their conscience a bit. It's kind of like those that sometimes uh, worry if they've convicted, convicted, uh, or, uh, committed uh, the unpardonable sin, the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And one just very kind of superficial advice or counsel is if you're worried about it, you probably haven't. And so if this um, provokes in you a, a bit of concern, uh, then prayerfully, either uh, you have been saved 
okay, and you really haven't fallen away because that would be impossible, but you do need to enter into uh, repentance. Or maybe you were never genuinely saved, but the Spirit is bearing witness to the truth of the gospel, and you need to repent and believe, and you need to uh, actually uh, be saved. But it's a dangerous place to be. And so at the end of the day, no, I do not believe you can lose your salvation, but yes, I believe the passage speaks of those that come very, very close and that it is, uh, if the sacrifice of Christ is not sufficient for their salvation, then there is ultimately nothing else by which they would be saved. And those that claim to be saved that actually aren't saved, uh, it is near impossible uh, to convince them that indeed uh, they are not saved, that they have never been born again. And I can tell you just from uh, my personal experience and having uh, talked to those that at least from my very superficial interaction and uh, from observation over the years of, of uh, their lives uh, seem to give little to no observable evidence of interest in the things of God. Uh, it is a difficult and inflammatory discussion. Uh, that they uh, uh, become incredibly uh, somewhere between defensive all the way through anger uh, that anyone uh, can question uh, their testimony. And so if you have a, a problem uh, with this conceptually, uh, that way, hey, wait a minute, you know, I was always taught once saved, always saved, and I made a decision as a child or a teenager or a young adult or yesterday as an old adult, whatever. Uh, uh, genuine faith. Uh, produces genuine perseverance. And if there's not any evidence of genuine perseverance, don't be upset with me. You look at the Word of God and see uh, how so many of the authors of the New Testament uh, encourage perseverance and warn against falling away as this writer of this New Testament epistle has done for us. A difficult word, but I believe an important and necessary word for us today. I pray that this is a blessing to you. I'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.